Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, White Sox fans. It is Crystal O'Keefe with episode 24 of Visiting Dugout brought to you by the Southside Sox a part of Fans First Sports Network. Today on the show, I have the lovely Casey to chat about the Rangers. Hello. How's it going? I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Um, so let's let's first talk about the Rangers because they are having an excellent season. So the American League West, um, there are currently four teams at either 500 or above. The Rangers are very comfortable in the top spot at 44 and 27. The next up is the Angels with still four and a half, four and a half games back. So what is going on in Texas right now? Um, it's been it's been quite a season. Um, you know, I was a lot higher on the Rangers, I think, going into a season than a lot of people were. I think the general baseball community was still thinking the Astros were going to run it. Um, and I thought we were going to be really competitive, at least for a wild card spot, but I can't say I expected this. Um, you know, I think Houston's been kind of unlucky. They've dealt with a lot of injuries. They had Altuve out there starting pitching has gotten hit. Um, and then the angels are kind of sneaking in there. I think they just took second today. Um, you know, Otani's been just playing out of his mind. Um, Mike Trout has been a little bit of a slump, but you know, he's still Mike Trout. Um, and then the Mariners are still kind of hanging in there. And then, you know, the situation in Oakland is just like, sucks to see, you know, you hate that for that fan base, but, um, yeah, the Rangers have just been actually a really fun watch this year, especially considering like we haven't had a playoff appearance since 2016. It's been a lot of years of some really uncompetitive stuff, stalled rebuild, but, um, it's looking really good this year and it's really, really exciting for the fans. I think it's been fun so far. Yeah, it seems fun. So I know your bullpen got off to a kind of rough start this year. Do you feel like it's kind of back? It looks like it's been pretty good lately. Yeah, we've been doing better. Um, They had to put up quite a few innings today. You know, John Gray kind of got off to a clunker. Um, He's, I think he's still dealing with a blister. So I don't think he didn't even make it through four. Um, and we had some really kind of solid performances from some unexpected guys. Um, you know, we had a new uh, new person come up from the minors. Grant Anderson has been a ton of fun to watch, like really cool sidearm delivery that um, I don't think we've seen on the Rangers for a while. Um, you know, Will Smith as our closer has been really fun to watch. Um, guys kind of just un- unexpected, like, we have Josh Spores playing really well, but yeah, they've definitely, they were, they were having a terrible time um, for about a month there, but they've definitely kind of come back to the mean since. So that's been good to see for sure. Didn't, didn't like blowing those late leads. Yeah. I understand that all too well. So do you, do you see the Rangers still sitting kind of on top maybe next month and then again towards, you know, at the end of September? Yeah, I think so. Um, 
you know, our first baseman caught some flack online a couple weeks ago for saying the AL West was the Rangers to lose. Um, but I, he was right. I mean, especially at this point in the season, you know, mid-June, we're still up four and a half games on the next person. Um, you know, anything can happen. It's a long season. Um, and I've definitely never been comfortable because it always feels like the Astros can just come from anywhere at any moment. And then the Angels have been so hot lately. So, um, you know, definitely not like chilling with the division lead. But um, I think either way, I, I'm pretty confident we'll at least be in the wild card conversation unless something goes horribly, horribly wrong. So that's been a super fun thing to kind of, you know, look forward to and hope for and think about. Because, again, like I said, we haven't been in the postseason since 2016. Yeah, for sure. So, and you've got, you have a, a rookie, your third baseman, um, Josh. Is he going to make the all-star team? Because I hear so much about how great he is. I yeah the so the AL rookie of the year com- conversation has been um a fun one you know you've got Masataka just killing it in Boston and you have guys like Gunnar Henderson who are looking really good but you know I mean not to be a homer but like I think Josh Young like I don't think he's just the rookie of the year I think he's right now the best third baseman in the AL like um you know him and Matt Chapman are the guys mm-hmm. in the lead in the voting and he's just been like really surprising like he's he's older you know he's 25 he'd been dealing with some injuries I think he was really supposed to be here in 2021 or 22 um and you know we got a taste of him last September he was definitely striking out a lot starting then kind of going into the beginning of the season but um when they talked about him at the beginning it was Bruce Bochy was saying you know just come up play good defense come play third base and just watch it click and it's it has clicked um 14 home runs Right now, I believe he's playing really good defense. I feel like every time I look up like twice a game, he's making some like incredible throw to first. Um, And he's just been it's just been really fun to watch. Like we haven't had a a rookie really like tearing it up like that in quite a while in my memory. So um, it's been really enjoyable to have somebody who's like being talked about around the league as a player Mm -hmm. because we haven't had somebody be really in consideration like that, like a homegrown player since like Joey Gallo. Yeah, and he's from Texas. Yeah, right off the bat. Um, yeah, he's he's looking amazing. And that 14 home runs, we are like our lead is 22 right now between Shohei and Pete Alonso. So to be up there among those ranks with those two, that's that's incredibly impressive. Um, it's been super he, exciting to watch. For yeah, sure. he seems. Fun. I'm excited to actually watch him. You know, this series. So do you have an MVP candidate so far from this Rangers team? I mean, you kind of caught him at an odd time to record this podcast because um, it, it's Marcus Semien and he's been he's been a little cold offensively lately. I think he had an 0 for 7 the other night, which was just agonizing. But um, he's just I think he's the total package like offensive second baseman is valuable on its own and then he's just a guy like he wants to post he wants to play 162 games he's you know everything you hear he's the first guy at the ballpark he's the last guy to leave um and he's just I think he's just such a team leader and so exciting to watch like gold glover and he's just like even with the ups and downs you know the bullpen offense maybe the pitchers all have a bad start it's like there's always like Marcus Simeon's there he's always like oh good he's up next inning um but I mean, 
you know, you also have to talk about Corey Seager. He's missed a lot of time, but he's still just like absolutely elite hitter, like every single day. And then you could, of course, like toss in Nathan Avaldi, just been really the the ace of the staff since we lost to Grom. Um, yeah. Just quality start machine. Like he will he will eat innings for you, especially when the bullpen was doing really bad. He was putting up eight or nine inning starts, like several in a row, which was really really valuable when that was the concern yeah I know White Sox fans will be better especially with Marcus Simeon because you know we had him (laughs) and now we are just this like team that never has an actual second baseman ever it's just like oh who can just play a random base okay let's throw you on second I mean it was Leroy Garcia for way too long yeah although I do have to give a shout out to Elvis Andrews because you know really like Ranger for I think 10 or 11 years Mm -hmm. and just like beloved he was an absolute fixture of my childhood like (laughs) such a fun player and it's really fun to see him just still like getting playing time on a team like the White Sox and Mm -hmm. like I still like every time the White Sox are on I see him like oh Elvis (laughs) like I miss you buddy I'm glad you're still like glad you're still kicking yeah and then there was the whole Lance Lynn Dane Dunning trade Lance has been really bad except for today he got 16 strikeouts but the White Sox still lost make it make sense but yeah I I know I was very bitter about that one I loved Dane (laughs) and he was such a bright young star but whatever super fun super fun player for us um and you know he's been he was he was the next guy up when DeGrom went down um Mm -hmm. and he's just pitched really well and you know he's not this is not who I expect him to be you know I wasn't thinking that he was going to give us a two ERA like all season um but really like fun player interesting guy you know I see him like he's always like the guy doing charity stuff like doing Mm -hmm. some kind of giveaway or um I think he has like a strikeout counter that every strikeout there's money donated MS so he's just like a really like high quality person as well as a high quality player. So yeah, he's been, he's been a treat to have on the team for sure. Yeah. I'm happy he ended up somewhere great where he's actually getting really quality starts. Um, And we've mentioned DeGrom so many times. It's kind of unavoidable at this point. So he did just have a very successful Tommy John surgery about a week ago. He's rehabbing five days a week now for that but his estimated return because Tommy John takes a while is not until August of 2024. Again, this is the second time he's had the surgery last time was 2010. And um, as of the day that people are probably hearing this, he is now 35. So again, that's a little older for a pitcher, especially that's had so many injuries. So do you think he's going to pull a Justin Verlander? Or do you think he's no longer going to be like that best pitcher in baseball and start to really struggle and decline? Uh, It's a good question. I mean, it's, you know, there's that, man, it like that ruined my day. And it ruined a couple days. It ruined my day. And I'm not even a Rangers fan. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's been a favorite player of mine since before the Rangers. Like he's, when he was back last year, his first start for the Mets, like I was tuned in. I was locked Mm -hmm. in. He's just like, He's, I don't know what it is about him other than just being the best player in baseball, but like he's been a favorite of mine, like before the Rangers, before I even dreamed of having him on our team. 
Um, and so it's it's tough. And I mean, you you know, I want to say like, yeah, of course he's going to pull Verlander. He'll be back. But it's it's a lot of question marks and it's hard to see. But, um, you know, this guy, he is a competitor, like to his core. You know, you he that the press conference right after it was announced, like he was emotional, like he was holding back tears, talking about like, you know, I just want to go out and play. I just want to go out and compete. And it was like, you can tell he means it with his whole heart. Um, like you don't, you don't throw one one like without really wanting to. Yeah. Um, and so I think just anything he can do to get back and get back to that form, he will. And, you know, the thing about him is obviously the injuries since, you know, 2018, 19 have been a thing, but he's one of those guys that when he is on the mound, he's, he is locked in he's incredible like he's not one of those guys who comes back from injuries and scuffles Mm -hmm. he's just when he is there he's on and so you know that that makes me think that you know he gets back he figures it out like he will be who he was um you know he's had Tommy John before this is the second one so Mm -hmm. you know knowing the knowing the process knowing the rehab um you have to you have to hope that um it will it will look good when he gets back so. Yeah. And just knowing your body after, you know, it's been 13 years since he had it previously. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, my hope obviously is that he's going to come back and just be as great as ever because it looked promising when he came back last year, those, you know, starts he had with the Mets, he, he was doing great and it looked promising the beginning of this year. So fingers crossed. He's my birthday twin after all. So I want <laughs> him to succeed in life. <laughs> Um, and then kind of last thing with the Rangers, um, until I get into like silly questions, do you have anybody that you would put on the trading block right now, since we're coming up on that trade deadline? Yeah. So I think the position that this team is in, um, we're more of in a place to deal prospects and not necessarily major leaguers. Like, you know, you look at the 40, 40 man, 26 man, you don't, see a lot of guys that you're like yeah I would give this up so I think kind of turning your attention to those top prospects uh you know we have a couple of guys who are um you know middle infield prospects Luis Angel Acuna the younger brother of Ronald Acuna and we have mm-hmm. you know Justin Foscue a couple of those top 10 guys who are realistically blocked from the Rangers because of you know obviously Seager and Simeon so I think those are some guys we could definitely see go out um you know, we have some top pitching prospects. I, you know, Jack Leiter was supposed to be the prince who was promised and he's looking better lately, but you know, he last year did not perform like the number two draft pick. So I, to me, as far as prospect trades, I don't think anyone's untouchable other than number one, Evan Carter, who I think he's the center fielder of the future, but um yeah, in general, I don't see anybody who's getting everyday playing time this season being shipped out. Um, you know, you have guys that you might not think are going to last the whole year, like maybe Robbie Grossman or someone like Travis Jankowski, who's been doing really well. But, you know, he is a career kind of journeyman, fourth outfielder, pinch run type guy mm-hmm. um, that, you know, if you if you had to name someone who you think might not end the year on the roster, kind of be guys like that. Um but yeah, I think the main the main focus for this club would be minor leaguers for major leaguers, you know, putting together prospect packages for something like bullpen help or another starter. That actually ties perfectly into one of the questions that was actually asked. They said, 
how much prospect capital are Ranger are the Rangers willing to yeah. cash in to win the AL West? So I think that we answered that one mm-hmm, for well. sure. Uh, the second one just made me laugh. Um, it's what's it like following a team that shells out to employ the likes of Marcus Simeon? That's actually like a good question related to the prospect capital because. Um, you know, we kind of had, you know, we had John Daniels for a long time running the front office and uh, now it's kind of been taken over by Chris Young, you know, former pitcher. Um, and just every, I've loved, there's been like maybe one or two moves I can name that he's made that I'm unhappy with. Um, but I think the main, the message that you keep getting, you know, when they ask Bruce Bochy why he comes out of retirement, you ask Jacob deGrom why he would sign in Texas of all places, you know, team that lost 94 games last season is they're in win now mode um, mm-hmm. and they're willing, you know, ownership is willing to spend that kind of money to be instantly competitive, you know, $500 million on Seager and Semien, you give, you drop the bag for DeGrom, even though it's you know, not necessarily going to be making 30 starts a season. Um, and that's why also to me, like why I'm willing to send those prospects out for people who can help us now, because it does seem like the window has been, moved up to immediate um so yeah it's been really fun though because I mean after again watching just some really like scuffling kind of low payroll like strange what are we doing here teams kind of from you know 2017 to 21 um it's really starting to come together and you know it's been been really exciting to watch for sure and just you know you get that Jeff Passon tweet you know Rangers are signing to this deal it's like okay I'm excited <laughs> that is the one that's like the only account I will turn notifications on at the tra- trade deadline because I'm just it's like Christmas for me yeah so pumped to see every other team doing great things like I'm happy for all y'all <sighs> maybe not so much the White Sox but hey that's that's fine okay we are going to take just a very quick break to pay bills and we will be right back and if you're watching on YouTube you're watching me awkwardly talk. All right, welcome back. I am Crystal O'Keefe, and again, I'm here to talk with Casey about this upcoming White Sox Rangers series. So, right now, I still don't have probable pitchers for the White Sox. I imagine you'll see Michael Kopech and Dylan Cease, but with the redacted starting pitcher going on the injured list, we probably won't see him in this series. Thank you. Um... But you've got Nathan Navaldi, you've got Martin Perez, you've got Andrew Heaney. And again, the, the ERA only paints like a really small picture. So what can you tell me about your upcoming starters? Yeah, so the pitching matchups that I kind of gamed out, um, seeing, you know, I don't I don't know what the plan is for tomorrow for the White Sox, but mm-hmm. then I think Cease and Kopech, and then, yeah, it'll be Heaney, Navaldi, Perez for the Rangers. And I think these are all like, pretty competitive pitching matchups. Like you don't see anything that's a loss for either team on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I always like that, you know, you don't like to see, you know, the bullpen game versus the ACE. That's not as interesting. So, I mean, I think he needs the game one starter and he's kind of been a wild card. There was that tweet going around that was like, is Andrew Heaney good? The longest discussion in forum (laughs) history. And it's like, I still don't, I still don't know, but Yeah. um, yeah, really kind of a wild card guy. Um, always had good strikeout numbers, still doing that, you know, over over nine Ks per nine, but also definitely, you know, also issues more walks than you'd like to see. Um, especially this month, he's been just okay. But I mean, he's like 
pretty like reasonable back of the rotation starter for a competitive team. So I think um, I I have no idea what we'll see tomorrow, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. Um, Evaldi, you know, obviously the ace kind of since Degrom's been gone. Um, you know, he was like AL pitcher of the month in May. Had that complete game shutout, like ERA under one, posting all these eight inning starts. Um, Definitely cooled down since then, but he's still, like, kind of a quality start machine. Um, again, just the strikeouts look great. Um, really, like, whip under one, which is always super fun to see. Um, always, like, gives us a chance to win, I think. So that's um, that's definitely the game that I'm looking forward to, especially him matched up with Cease. You know, I know Cease was one of my favorite guys to watch last year. Um, definitely not who he's been, but I think he's coming off, like, a – String of some pretty good starts, yeah. Yeah, he actually, he's showing signs of improvement. And I know he's usually kind of cold at the beginning of the year anyway, so it looks like he's finally kind of turned that corner to be back to almost like the ace he was last year. I mean, Lucas Giolito right now is honestly probably the ace, but Dylan, is he's coming around, so it's nice to see, and, and Kopech is coming around a lot too. Yeah, and he's, I mean, Cease has, like, been the guy, like, if I see he's pitching and, like, I'm just on MLB TV, like, looking for a game, like, that's where I go, because I I just, and, like, he's fun to watch no mm-hmm. matter what, Um, so big fan of him, that's the game that I'll for sure be, like, tuning into, Um, and then Perez, like, you know, he had this crazy year last year, like, honestly, I don't know what we would have done without him having this far and away career year, like, ERA under three, um, just again, like eating those innings, you know, just he dude posted and he still is posting. Um, but I think the thing to look for is he has a one seven one home ERA. I was at his start on uh Friday and he just looked fantastic. Unfortunately, the offense did not cash in for him. Uh, and then he has a six five road ERA. Ooh. So, you know, we'll see what happens um, when he's on the south side, but. Yeah, he's just looking a lot more like his career numbers, you know, mid four ERA, like back of the line. Um, I think he kind of struggles limiting home runs, um, especially lately. So, you know, you look for those home run hitters on the White Sox are like, I can't, I can't say I'd be surprised if like I saw Jake Berger, like just hit a tater off of him. Yeah. Um, And he's also got just like a really high whip. So if you know, you, you see the White Sox playing any kind of small ball, like that would definitely be against him um just allows base runners you know a lot more than you want to see but he's still like a fun watch I'm very fond of him from last year as especially that after you know he came up with us and was just like pretty mid his first several years kind of got it together and came back and really uh was fantastic last year so still a very special place in my heart despite not being you know who he was in in 2022 yeah so it looks like it'll Probably be, oh, Kopech will go up against your your ace, and Dylan Cease will go up against Martin. But I think those are still okay. <laughs> good matchups. Because, um, again, Kopech, is, he's been on a tear. He had mm-hmm. a bad game his last start, but even then it wasn't horrible. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it'll actually be pretty good matchups. Again, no clue who tomorrow is. Could just be a bullpen game. We shall see. Yeah, and that's not the Sox bullpen is definitely not something I know a ton about. I know that Joe Kelly has been really surprising, and like he's and 
I like him because he has beef with the Astros and I have yeah. beef with the Astros <laughs> and you'll love to see it. And then um guys oh who is it like I think Ronaldo Lopez is kind of like an on-off type guy. Yeah, he's, he's kind of mid. Of course, like Hendricks isn't around now, but like obviously like been rooting for him all season and even before he was always, you know, a ninth inning that I like to watch. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what they do tomorrow, um, especially versus Heaney. Like you never know. Yeah, our bullpen has improved drastically. We've got Kenyon Middleton, who's been great. We have Gregory Santos, who's been great. Raylo on and off. Um, Kendall Graveman, I usually don't have to worry oh, about. That's who him. I was. Yeah, that's who I was yeah. forgetting. And then Garrett Crochet is back and mm-hmm. he can throw it 103 if he really wants to. So it, it could work out in our favor, but you know. Yeah, definitely more solid than ours has been, I think, because most have been more solid than ours have been over the season. So <sighs> we paid a lot of money for this bullpen and they really imploded last year. So it's nice to see them getting back into the groove of things. Um, like you said, the the Middleton and the Santos coming up were really clutch because they've mm-hmm. they've just been great. So do you have any keys kind of for the Rangers to take this series? Yeah, uh, this is going to sound really dumb, but score more runs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that's legitimate. Um, you know, the Rangers have been like just a top Rangers and the Rays have just been the offensive teams this year and the White Sox have not. So, um, you know, offense has kind of been been a little cooler lately. You know, we were putting up those like historic running in scoring position numbers, um, like almost a 900 OPS with runners in scoring position. And it's um, definitely like a lot of fumbled chances lately in this last series. Um, again, I was at the game on Friday and they were like, 0 for 9 or 0 for 10 with guys in scoring position. So it's pretty agonizing. But um, as long as they can, you know, we scored 11 runs today. So uh, if that's any indication that the offense is back, um, I hope that they can kind of keep having those big innings, like, you know, that keep the line moving. You know, they've definitely been a lot of homer hitters, but also it's exciting to see guys, you know, just double, double, single walk and see guys just kind of, you know, keeping that line moving. Um and again, just hope the bullpen stays solid um, as they have the last like couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, no no blowups, no emergencies, no no big innings from the other team, you know. But we'll see. Yeah, we are slowly building our offense back. I mean, we've got Jake Berger, who, mm-hmm. especially at home, he's he's phenomenal at home. And then Aloy Jimenez is finally starting to hit the ball and. Little Andrew Benatendi got his first home run in the season. (laughs) I was celebrating that. I never thought it was going to happen. So on this Rangers team, is there a big threat for the White Sox to kind of watch out for? I mean, just like Corey Seager is – nobody should be comfortable when Corey Seager is up because he just – guy just hits, like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, he was out and so – he hasn't been, I think he's been a little bit overlooked because he's still not a qualified hitter, but I think, I believe like OPS still over a thousand, um, just still like a big, big home run threat, but also like, he'll give you, he'll give you a clutch double or he'll just look really good. So I think that that will not be a comfortable at bat for, um, any opposing team, but yeah, I think that would be who to worry about. And also, you know, you have, 
these guys that I feel like are kind of underappreciated. You know, we have Laody Tavares, our center fielder. He bats ninth, and he's like our other leadoff man. Um, been hitting, I believe he's hitting over 300 now again. And um, we have Ezekiel Duran, who's kind of natural shortstop. He's been a little positionless, kind of will play play some shortstop while Seager was out. He'll be a left fielder every so often um, with a platoon advantage. And he's been just like incredible out of nowhere. You know, a guy we got back in the Joey, Joey Gallo trade, which broke my heart, but it's been really exciting <laughs> to see him kind of emerge as the main piece of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the, this lineup, like there's just offensive threats up and down, you know, you friggin' Travis Jankowski has like a 118 OPS plus, which is unbelievable. So um, that's kind of been part of the lineup success is there's not really a spot that's not a threat. Right. Yeah, that's that's fair. You guys have been excellent. You've been fun to watch. So do you have any fears, though, heading into this series, aside from kind of like a bullpen implosion? I think just the pitching, like, questions, especially because y'all starting pitching has not um, – has been, like, pretty serviceable. You know, you're saying, like, Kopex looked okay. Cease has mm-hmm. been putting it together. Um, and, you know, like I said, like, Perez on the road, just not dependable. Um And another thing is, like, even during the bullpen game, one thing that I feel like I've noticed about the Rangers is, like, we keep getting shut down by, like, random players. We'll we'll tee off on aces. Like, we kind of beat up on, like, Spencer Strider and Luis Castillo this season. But then, like, we'll get shut down by, like, a random, like, fifth starter on a 500 team. So, like, who knows what happens with that bullpen game. Um, That's the White Sox way, though, too. Elite. I just saw a meme on your feed about that the other day, or some some White Sox page. Um, yes. Yeah, it, it's funny how that happens sometimes. Just ridiculous. All right. Well, that kind of covers that series. So I like to just kind of close out with your thoughts so far on the season. You know, if you you've got an underdog, if you see like a clear path to the World Series for a team, just stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the AL, um, the Rangers race series was really interesting because, you know, it was super hyped on both fan bases, you know, hope that that's a, um, you know, a future playoff matchup. Um, Rays have been really fun to watch. You know, they're a team that, like, even though they're, like, going to be a big obstacle for us, it's still, like, you know, exciting to see a team like that kind of a little scrappy, uh, scrappier put together, low payroll um, type of team do really well. So like hopefully the AL picture does really include Tampa and Texas um, in October. And then as far as other teams, um, obviously the angels are really surging right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they get a wild card slot, you know, with the Otani's free agency looming, it doesn't, doesn't look like they're about to trade him this season. So uh, he will likely be an angel until this winter. Um, obviously like, both central divisions are kind of open for business. Uh, one team that I've been, that's been really fun lately has been the Reds. They're on a yeah. eight right now. Um, you know, yes. Ali De La Cruz has been just insane. Um, uh, they have their rookie starting pitcher. Oh, Andrew, Andrew A. His last name starts with an A. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he's been um, really fantastic lately. Um the Marlins are in a wild card spot right now for like, man, Jorge Soler has been out of his mind. And then people, everybody, 
has been talking about this team as sellers, but do not sleep on the San Francisco Giants. They just slept, swept Los Angeles. Um, they have a lot of really exciting rookies. Uh, Sable, Casey Schmidt, Patrick Bailey, um, Luis Matos, who they just called up. They're one of their top prospects. Um, so they've been a really fun watch this season. They're on a seven-game streak right now. Um, I think the NL is a little bit more interesting than the AL um, with a lot of teams being really close to wildcard spots. And I think it's going to make the trade deadline picture look super interesting because it feels like a lot of teams are still going to feel in contention, especially with kind of underperformance by those teams like the Mets and the Padres. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch. Like I still can't name like clear winners in a lot of the divisions, although um, if I had to pick like a World Series matchup that I'd love to see would be like Rangers Diamondbacks. Like, yeah, that yeah, would I would be fun. Legal, like Astros Dodgers type teams in the World Series. Like I want to see like kind of a fun like unexpected World Series like that. Yeah, if I have to watch another Astros Dodgers World Series, I will probably dream like <laughs> at least for the next ten years if we could just skip those teams. <laughs> I'll throw the Yankees in there. Like, I don't want the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees. I was going to say, like, not not, not interested. Love I will take the Mets. I will take the Mets in there as a Mets fan for my, like, for my National League team. But mm-hmm. most of those other teams, I just, I, I need some space from them. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be okay not seeing the Astros in the World Series for another, forever. <laughs> I would love to see the Orioles in the World Series. For sure. Because they have been fun and... Adley Rutschman is one of my favorite people ever on this earth at this point. I just, just think Total he's, package. He's so fun. Yeah, he's he's such an exciting player. And it's like, you know, I have to I always have to argue for Jonah Heim because I also think he's like a sneaky best catcher. Um, mm-hmm. in, you know, I think he's top five to me. Um, don't think he gets the respect he deserves. But like him and Adley, AL All-Star catchers, like book it. I would, totally. Yeah, I would love that. All right. Well, that's about it for me. Uh, This is where you can plug your socials so people can follow you if they wish. I have been following you for a while now and you're quite fun. So let us know where to find you. Yeah, um, I'm at degrom.com on Twitter. Um, I have a currently dormant like dorky Rangers podcast with a couple friends. It's at a never ever pod. That was the slogan was never ever quit for a while. Um, haven't recorded in a minute, but you know, we have fun over there. Very unserious, but um yeah, if you want angry Rangers takes, hot Rangers takes, feel free. <laughs> yeah, it's a place to go. All right. Well, thank you again so much, Casey. Obviously, best of luck in the series. Jacob DeGrom, if you're listening, happy birthday. I love you. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> See, we're going to be here. Thanks so much. All right, bye.